the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When God speaks, our shepherd, we need to listen to his voice and follow the shepherd, not other sheep. It's important for every church leader to understand and respect that God's sheep knows the shepherd's voice. Well, that is a crucial lesson that we are going to learn and explore here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Welcome to the program coming to you from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, online at highlands.us. We're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 as we continue our study of this amazing book. As we do so today, we are back looking once again at the dynamics of church operation. Here's Pastor Layton with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. James says, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. And that's the way that we should live. And that's the way that Paul lived as well. He said, if the Lord wills it. You know, David Livingston had that understanding as well. We remember David Livingston for the missions work that he did on the continent of Africa. He got so deep into the interior of that dark continent that, uh, that it took months for people to find him. And when they did, the first comment was Dr. Livingston, I presume. And uh, we remember him for that comment. Actually, Dr. Livingston, he wanted to go to China. He thought that's where he was supposed to go. He never did get to China. But he was flexible and he followed the leading of the Lord. And the Lord sent him to Africa. He established a great kingdom work there in that dark continent. Paul wrote, I hope to remain with you for some time. I don't want to rush through. You know, doing the Lord's work requires time and commitment. It can't be rushed. Now, there's really two phases or aspects of the Lord's work. There's evangelism, that is, from the Great Commission, making disciples. And sometimes that can be accomplished in in just hours. Uh, And and if that's the case, it's always because God has prepared that person to receive the message of salvation. Sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. But then there's another aspect, and that is discipleship, which is to teach new converts to observe all that Jesus has commanded. And that takes time. And that's why Paul was saying, I want to spend some time with you because I really want to help you better understand God's word and apply it to your lives. Verse 8, in the meantime, I will be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There's a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. You know, a wide open door and opposition are usually experienced together. Uh, over the years, we've found here at Highlands that, uh, that there is uh, a heightened level of opposition when God is about to do something. When God is at work, so is the enemy. G. Campbell Morgan said, 
If you have no opposition in the place you serve, you're serving in the wrong place. You see, it's not supposed to be easy. We are in a spiritual battle. Battle is not supposed to be easy. If things are too easy, we're not in the battle. We need to be in the battle. Paul later wrote, We don't want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia. Ephesus is, is part of Asia. Ephesus is where he wrote this letter from. We were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, in order that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope. John MacArthur, great pastor, told a story of a, a John Patton, a university student from Scotland, and he was called by God to go to the island of Tana and bring the message of salvation to the cannibals there. And so he and his wife and his infant son traveled, and within a few months, his wife and son died. He had to sleep on their graves for several days to keep the cannibals from digging up the bodies and eating them. He was there for four years, and at the end of the four years, he could not identify a single convert. Many years later, his son, another son by another marriage, resumed work on the island of Tana, and eventually the entire island came to Christ. When the elder Patton revisited the island, the chief of the former cannibals asked the missionary who was the great army that surrounded his hut every night when he first came among them. He couldn't see them, but the cannibals could. Because of his faithful work and the work of his son, when he left that island for the last time, he said through tearful eyes, I don't know of one native on these islands who has not made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Then in verse 10, Paul addresses the matter of young Timothy. When Timothy comes, don't intimidate him. He's doing the Lord's work just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with contempt. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. I expect him to come with other believers. Now, Paul had sent Timothy and Erastus to Macedonia. The story is told in, in Acts chapter 19. And Paul was concerned uh, how Timothy was going to be treated because those Corinthians were arrogant, they were insolent, they were proud, they resisted the Apostle Paul's authority, even though he was the founder of the church and an apostle of Jesus Christ. And if they did that to the Apostle Paul, how were they going to treat this young Timothy? Well, Timothy was one of the Apostle Paul's young protégés. He was a fine young man. He was a third generation of believers because his mother and grandmothers is noted in the scriptures of being of great faith. He was called by God and gifted by God to be a, a great leader in the church, but he was still young. And it is most unfortunate that in human nature and in general, and in the church specifically, that often young people are discounted, and they should not be. You know, Church of the Highlands is blessed with some exceptionally dedicated and gifted young men and young women. And these young men are growing in their ministries. And as a church family, we want to encourage them 
and support them to be all that God has made them and called them to be. We never want to be guilty of devaluing them or treating them with contempt. Paul says, if Timothy comes, see to it that he has nothing to fear. And then in verse 12, Paul says, now about our brother Apollos. I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Now, you may recall that at the beginning of the letter, in the very first chapter, one of the first things that the Apostle Paul has to address and correct in the church of Corinth was these personality cults that were causing division in the church. Some people said, I'm of Paul. Other people said, I'm of Apollos. Other people said, I'm of Cephas or Peter. And uh, they were causing division and dissension in their fan clubs in the church. And, and, uh, and there's no indication that any of these leaders contributed in any fashion to the, their fan clubs. In fact, Paul, in this very letter, reprimanded his own fan club. He says, has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. What was he saying? If you're going to make a fan, if you're going to have be a fan of someone, be a fan of Jesus. Not Paul, not Apollos, not Cephas, but Jesus. Now, Paul was an apostle. Apollos was not. And some have conjectured that Paul could have commanded Apollos to go. It is obvious from the story in, in Acts chapter 18 that Paul had strong feelings that it, it would be good for Apollos to go to Corinth, probably with Timothy and Erastus. Uh, Apollos was a, a magnificent teacher and orator, and perhaps he could have helped Timothy and Erastus in their work there. But Apollos was convinced that the Lord wanted him to stay in Ephesus, and Paul respected his convictions. He recognized that the shepherd speaks and the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. When God speaks, our shepherd, we need to listen to his voice and follow the shepherd, not other sheep. It's important for every church leader to understand and respect that God's sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And they should not lord it over members of the congregation, tell him to do this and tell him to do that. A number of years back, there was a uh, system of teaching, I think it was called discipleship, unfortunate use of a good name, where people would, would be assigned to someone who could tell them what they could and could not do. It was a variation of a priesthood. As believers in Christ, we have an invitation to speak to God directly when we need his guidance and, and direction. So church leaders should not lord it over members of the congregation. Instead, we should teach God's word. So when somebody has a sense that God might be telling them to do something, they can verify and validate that they're on the right track because it doesn't conflict with what is in God's Word. Because God is not going to ask us to do something that conflicts with His Word. So if we teach God's Word and help people 
to better understand God's Word and where to find that information that they need and how to understand and think and, and so forth. We're helping people with their direct connection to Almighty God. And then we pray that God will speak clearly. Sometimes I will pray, Lord, open the doors you want opened and close the doors you want closed. And when I pray that, and I pray that in my own life, I've learned it's better not to try to kick down a closed door. Because if I prayed for God to close the door, he doesn't want me going through the door. So we pray that God opens the doors he wants open, and he closes the doors that he wants closed. Well, at the end of the day, it is indeed his church, is it not? He can do with it as he sees fit. And it is all to the glory of the Father and for our benefit and our best good. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, continuing our journey through 1 Corinthians. We have one more set of installments here in 1 Corinthians before we close down our look at this amazing book. And we trust you'll join us the rest of the week as we do just that. Information about us can be found online at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Pay us a visit and let us know you did so there online. Until tomorrow, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.